0: Whatever you're wearing right now, I promise you, my friends, Mac Weldon is better. Mac Weldon, you've heard me talk about this a lot. I stand by it. Love this brand. It's a men's essentials brand. Believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. I love it. I'm wearing their underwear right now. It makes me feel more confident, more snug. It, it's great. It is great stuff. And I got a pair of blue Mack Weldon socks that I'm telling you, they're first up in line. When I'm doing something important in my life, I put on those socks because they make me feel good both physically and in sense of my confidence and comfort. That is true. They even have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, means they eliminate odor, and they want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair, keep it. They'll still refund you, no questions asked. I'm not lying to you. It is seriously good stuff. Go to MacWeldon.com. Get 20% off using promo code BEAUTIFUL. Hello to all my other half-guard players. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call. No names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one.
1: I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you. And you'll get to know me.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Beautiful Anonymous, the podcast where uh, I get to talk to people on the phone and you all get to listen to other people's lives, to the secrets and intricacies, sometimes exciting, sometimes boring, but always very human. Beautiful Anonymous. I love that I get to do this. Thank you guys for supporting it. Also, everybody listening, a lot of you guys know that the other big project in my life is the Chris Gethard Show on True TV. This episode's being released. Uh, Many of you are downloading it on Tuesday, March 20th. Set your DVRs tonight, 11 p.m., Tuesday, March 20th, Chris Gethard Show returns to True TV. We're going to have a real fun time. we got Abby Jacobson coming on the show. We're giving away cars, we give away some automobiles like Oprah, but I'm not Oprah and I don't have Oprah's budget and I can tell you the, the the process of finding cars that I can afford to give away has gotten progressively sadder and more pathetic as the episode approaches. So it is a live show. We do take phone calls, just like Beautiful Anonymous. It's where I got the idea to do a phone call-driven podcast because I love taking phone calls on the show. We're going to take a lot of them tonight. Tune in, call in. Would love to talk to some Beautiful Anonymous fans on the show. Music by Charlie Bliss. It's going to be a fun time. You're going to hear me talking about this a lot. The next few weeks, Tuesday, is Gethard Day. Beautiful Anonymous in the morning, Gethard Show at night. Okay. Last week's episode, heard from a caller who was uh, organizing a wedding and also preparing for gallbladder surgery. Uh, people enjoyed it. People sympathized, empathized with that caller. Also, I want to say we had the uh, Ron Paul's Baby follow-up. It was our two-year anniversary of the show, followed up with the first caller. And uh, universally, people online in that beautiful anonymous Facebook group agreed. Ron Paul's Baby, really funny this year. Killed it. People glad to hear you doing well. And i tell you, I, I dropped the ball on the second one a year ago. I dropped the ball, put Ron Paul's baby in a bad spot. People don't like that second episode. Third one, everybody's loving. Ron Paul's baby is back, baby. Baby is back, baby. Also want to let you guys know, March 31st, this is less than two weeks from today, that's when this paywall system starts up. Uh, I've been mentioning this on the show. Anything older than six months will now be behind a paywall. You know, that's something a lot. You've heard a lot of the Earwolf hosts grumbling about it. I just want to encourage you, remember, it, it's March 31st. So anything older than six months that you want for free, that you want to keep the old episodes that you love, uh, go download them now. Download them and keep them. I am telling you, go take them all for free. Put them on a hard drive if you want them. There ain't no problem with that. Uh, in the meantime, Stitcher Premium is where they're going to be housed and you guys can get a free month of Stitcher Premium with the code STORIES. And I will say, we have a bunch of our live shows up on there. There's a lot of, a lot of um, archived podcasts, a lot of great stuff on Stitcher Premium, a lot of stuff you can only get there. I think it is a service that is really worth it. If you're interested, free month. Use the code STORIES at Stitcher Premium STORIES. You get that free month. Go download them now because the paywalls come in March 31st. All right, this episode that we got coming up for you guys. This one is intense. This one is very intense. I, I want to warn you guys about that now. It's it is it is it, it is tense and it is grim, but it is also full of hope. And uh, the caller is someone who 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 has been through a lot and who who is still pursuing dreams and still pursuing big goals, but who has clearly been through trauma. I think a lot of you guys are gonna. Um, Listen to this one. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this up front. I don't pry in the course of this call. Some of you maybe are going to wish I did for the sake of entertainment value. I will just ask you. Remember that. I think for for myself who loves this podcast, a lot of the people who love it. Just remember, it is entertainment, but it is entertainment based in humanity. And uh, in the in the moments where I didn't pry, understand that I was I was just trying to be a respectful and kind human being who has his own comfort zone and, and who respects the limits of others. So this one's tough. It's intense, but it's also really fascinating, really gripping stuff. Um, one of those calls that I couldn't stop thinking about for many, many days and weeks after we recorded it, but one that I'm absolutely thankful and grateful that I was able to have. think you guys are going to get a lot out of it. Enjoy listening and I'll see you soon. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hello? Hi. How's it going? Is this Chris? It is, yeah. It is. Oh, oh wow.
1: <laughs> okay. Um I'm I'm okay. I uh just got out of a women's self-defense um class and am skipping a research meeting to talk to you.
0: So, Wow, I just got out of a martial arts class myself.
1: Oh, really? What what are you taking?
0: I I'm back in my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu game. I used to do Jiu-Jitsu, I'm going oh, nice. and doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu again, getting my Oh, cool. ass handed to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, we do we do lots of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for like he calls it like our professor calls it like the um the nonviolent methods and then and then
0: he also gives us, like, violent tools, I guess, for self-defense. So, yeah. Wow, yeah. That's intense. I, fu- I actually, I go to a very good gym, a pretty legendary gym. And I, uh, you know, you spar at the end of every class. And I was rolling with a, a young lady today, and she really whooped me good. And then I later found out that she's currently a fighter in the UFC. I was earlier today <laughs> oh, fighting wow. a UFC fighter. <laughs>
1: Well, that's pretty
0: cool. Good yeah. job. I mean, it's cool now to talk about it. It wasn't cool when I was being completely brutalized. <laughs> completely yeah. brutalized. Yeah, yeah. But that's okay. These things happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So you're skipping a meeting.
1: Yep. Skipping my research group meeting.
0: What kind of research? What kind of research do you do?
1: Um. I. Uh, astrophysics or, like, more specifically, galaxy evolution?
0: Uh, what? what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> huh?
1: Yeah, well, so... <laughs> um, so, I guess... So, how I describe the field um, to people when I give, like, public talks about my research, um, I usually start out by saying, like, um, that I use the universe as a time machine to tell the story of how galaxies have evolved over the past 8 billion years. That's, so like, my one, you know, five-second pitch.
0: Wow. Well, I'm watching The Crown on Netflix, so I'm pretty cool, too. <laughs> nice. Wow. How do you get into that? How do you get into galaxy evolution?
1: Um. Well, so it's kind of been like a long, uh, like, non-traditional and non-linear path, actually, because uh, the first time I went to school, actually, I um, became a nurse, um, and then while I was working as a nurse, Um, to like distract myself, I started reading, um, like popular science books, um, and came across Stephen Hawking and stuff. And, uh, realized that like, this was like my actual passion in life. So I decided to go back to school and study. Um, so I'm actually an undergraduate in physics, um, but, I'm in this Astrophysics research group, and next year, I'll go off to grad school for um, astrophysics. but um basically, I just went to one of the professors who was doing the most interesting research in my department and just like bugged him a bunch until he finally had room in his research group um and so like he used to work at one of the world's largest telescopes, and um his old boss still works there, and so she um, does research in the field of galaxy evolution, and um, so that's how I, I came across it, but um, it's definitely, and then I've been involved in other other types of research too, but galaxy evolution is definitely the one that I'm going to study in grad school and for the rest of my life, so, yeah.
0: I say this lovingly, I am obsessed with Marvel Comics and uh, once had the Star Wars encyclopedia memorized, I say this with love, you're <laughs> a nerd, you're a super nerd, huh? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm definitely a super nerd, for sure. You
0: hang out with the nerdiest <laughs> people on the planet.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, definitely.
0: <laughs> I feel,
1: like, awkward in most situations, but, like, that's a place where I'm actually, like, socially graceful, so it's pretty
0: nice. Yeah, wow. So what are some things about the evolution of the galaxy that the layman doesn't quite know?
1: Um, I think a lots of laymen probably don't really know about the field, um, in general. Uh, but, um, so like for my research specifically, um, uh, which was recently published, um,
0: congrats. What
1: we did is we, we, thank you. Yeah. Um, what we did is we studied, um, galaxies that, um, live in what we call galaxy clusters. So galaxy clusters are just, um, Kind of what it sounds like uh, thousands of galaxies that all orbit each other um, um, they're all gravitationally bound um, and we compare them to galaxies that are basically all alone um, to see if the the different environments cause changes in their evolution um, so that's what I specifically study but it's actually a pretty broad field you can study like the coevolution of like black holes and galaxies and um, you know there's just like tons of different topics that people study
0: okay now first yeah is the milky way part of a cluster or are we standing on our own
1: um we're kind of we're part of a super cluster a super actually, cluster the, the virgo super <laughs> yeah so it's just like a really like there's you know clusters and then groups and there's and yeah they're all orbiting each other so
0: yeah Wow! Um, I just knew about us in and yeah. the Andromeda galaxy, and I thought I was smart just because I knew about the Andromeda galaxy, because I knew the name <laughs> of the next galaxy. No, yeah, that's
1: pr- yeah, no, that's pretty good. I would say lots of laymen don't don't know about Andromeda. So now, do you guys you know? we Will be?
0: Oh wait, you oh, go. Sorry, what you mean? go for it. You go for it.
1: Oh, I was going to say, did you know we're going to be colliding with Andromeda? No. Like, yeah, the Milky Way and Andromeda are like you know flying towards each other and they're going to um collide and, but not for like 5 billion years.
0: Oh, so I'm not going to okay. worry about it then. I'm not going to sweat that. Yeah. <laughs> Humanity, we will have global warmed ourselves right off the face of the earth well before that happens, right? Oh,
1: uh,
0: yeah, probably. Is there a chance that global warming means we're all dead in like 6 years?
1: Um I'm not a climate scientist. I don't think it would happen that quickly. Um I don't think so. <laughs> But, um, soonish, just not that soon.
0: Scientists kind of generally accept, yeah, no, we're killing the earth. Like global warming is real and we're killing, we're killing humanity's going to die eventually because of how we're behaving. That's like not even a thing people debate in the scientific world anymore, right?
1: Oh yeah, it's definitely not. It's not, it's not a debate. It's, it's happening. <laughs> um, actually one of my professors, he, he was an astrophysicist, um, and then he switched to climate science, actually, because um, it disturbed him so much.
0: So and we're yeah. just not doing anything about it. We're just like, oh, yeah, no, we all know that. Anyway, let's throw our plastic in the ocean. Just mm-hmm. fine with that. Yeah, it's, it's literally insane. Now, let me ask you, I know one of the big questions that's on everybody's mind. Do we really even know what black holes do? What they do? Like, um, what, hap- I mean, what really happens if you fly into a black hole?
1: Um, so I don't, I don't know that much about that. I know, uh, I've heard that you get like spaghettified, um, what? you like, <laughs> yeah, exactly what it sounds like. You just like get like elongated. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that much about that. I, I'm not as good as Neil deGrasse Tyson yet, but that's a question you could ask him for sure. <laughs> I uh-huh. think he definitely answers that a lot, but yeah, it's been, the Begetification, where you just like get elongated. Um, uh, it's I don't, yeah, I don't know too much about black holes though. So.
0: Wow. So you're just focused mostly on the galaxies, I would think. Uh, black holes, um, okay. Uh, I'm just gonna be dumb, I'm just gonna be dumb and ask all the dummy questions that all me and all the other dummies <laughs> want to ask. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, so here's my first question Yo, are uh, aliens real? they're aliens, right? I mean
1: I think so. Statistically, I mean it just it would almost be crazier if there weren't aliens. So, I definitely think there's aliens for sure.
0: Cuz you're someone who knows about these. It's an infinite amount of galaxies, infinite galaxies, right?
1: I mean, yeah, just yeah, we we can't even see we can't even see um how many galaxies there are. So, there's like billions that we know about and then there's there's stuff even beyond the observable universe you know so yeah there's billions of galaxies um yeah so and each of those galaxies has you know billions of stars and each of those stars we're finding out have planets and then um many of those planets are habitable and then if you also take into account that you know life could exist in another form than how, you know, it doesn't have to be carbon-based life necessarily. So it seems pretty statistically impossible for there to not be life.
0: Man, this is blowing my mind. Pretty crazy stuff. I'm pretty psyched. Yeah, I
1: love thinking about.
0: Now, when you <laughs> when you say we can see billions of other galaxies, this is not... Um, like we see photographs taken by ultra powerful telescopes, right? Is it, it's like you can track like magnetic pulses and, and star gravity fields and stuff like that.
1: Um, well, so yeah, it it would be through images, but we also, um, we have telescopes that see in the radio, in radio waves, in, um, X-ray and gamma ray, um, and in optical, I study optical. Um, I've also had some experiences with gamma ray telescopes, but, um.
0: Like the incredible Hulk. yeah,
1: so you can see galaxies in, in across the whole electromagnetic spectrum, um,
0: yeah, so you can just see you can look at a magnetic spectrum and just see and and what are you physically seeing you're seeing you're seeing dots you're seeing disruptions or you're seeing actual images of galaxies
1: yeah, so in the optical um, which is optical light is just you know the light we can see with our eyes, um, you know you see galaxies just. Like the pictures from Hubble, for example, and actually my research um, uh, uses used Hubble Space Telescope to take images of galaxies that were eight billion light years away. So, um, in even in my research, uh, we use the images from Hubble to determine, you know, the size of these galaxies and um, the brightness of the galaxies, and then we also use other techniques um, to determine the elements that are in those galaxies, like how much hydrogen there is and how much carbon and iron and stuff like that. Wow. So you have, a, um, but then in the, Oh, I'm sorry. Where are you no, you
0: go, you go. I'm interrupting. Cause I'm excited. You go finish your thought.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, and then in like X-ray, um, X-ray and gamma ray, you can see um, it, it's not, they're not as highly, re- like X-ray is not as highly resolved as, um, as like optical pictures, but you still see like, you, you can see like spiral structures and stuff like that. Um, and then gamma ray, it's mostly just counting how many photons, gamma ray photons are coming out of, of um, usually actually gamma rays. You don't really study galaxies that much, ex- except the supermassive black holes inside the galaxies, um, which I haven't done that. When I studied gamma ray um, stuff, with a NASA internship, um, I studied like the collision of, um, black holes and, and, um, dense stars.
0: So. Are there other dimensions? It's like a multiverse. Is that even, is that even a part of what you do? You just gave such a smart answer. I thought maybe you would know. I might just like the um, X-Men too much. (laughs)
1: I like the X men too. Um, <laughs> oh, that's maybe uh, the least surprising then, thing. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm definitely a nerd. So, um. <laughs> uh,
0: me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: but uh, I don't know much about that. I haven't gone into like that much theoretical astrophysics. Um, I'm mostly like an observational person, which just means that I like take data of like the actual universe and then decide what it means and I compare it to um to for example theories that we have um and models and stuff but yeah I don't know I I have heard about the multiverse theories but it's um I believe it it would be hard to prove or disprove so it's kind of um it's beyond our current technological capabilities to prove whether there's a multiverse, I think so. Wow. But it's like it's definitely a possibility.
0: Might, there might be a days of future past, like I think to bring it back to the experts. <laughs> okay, here's a good uh-huh. here's a question that I think uh, might be on people's mind. So you're deep in this world from your perspective, because mm-hmm. I tell you, I still go back and forth. Even though I'm a liberal heathen, you're someone who studies astrophysics. <laughs> Do you think the universe is random, or is there a creator? In your opinion.
1: Um, that's a really deep question, huh? Yeah, that's um, what we do
0: here. That's what we do on this show. I,
1: deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have gotten that. So I kind of think it's, I I don't know, that's actually, I'm in a weird place in my life to answer that question, actually. And it's something that I definitely have been thinking a lot about, um, because recently, uh, because probably like uh, over a year ago i felt like there was some like order in the universe or there was some like like fate or something or like you know the, like i felt like the universe was kind of on my side um, and then recently um it feels more random so so mm. i don't know i don't i don't think i'm prepared to answer that question yet it's something yeah. that i definitely think about a lot and but, and I, yeah, think, I think people
0: one thing i'm always surprised about is from what i've read it sounds like scientists actually a lot of scientists do actually think pretty hard about about this. you know we have this perception of scientists as, "I am a man of science, religion is something I reject, but it sounds like in your field there it actually does loop around, and people do have to ponder this more often than we think
1: yeah, definitely. Um, you know science is here to talk about um, the things that we can prove, the things we can you know touch and observe and um and so you know religion and a creator that's just something that you know, science science is not there because to to prove or disprove that because it's something that you know is unprovable. It's something you know based on faith. So, um, but I definitely do think scientists do get philosophical at times. So you do get into pretty deep discussions with um, in rooms full of scientists. So,
0: yeah, that sounds intense. Is Elon Musk cool? Yeah. Is Elon Musk cool?
1: Um, he seems pretty cool, right? He just uh launching sent rockets. a rocket into space.
0: Yeah, this guy's so launching his rocket, own
1: and then, yeah, and he landed. He landed them simultaneously. That was pretty cool. Um, I think he could have sent something more useful than one of his cars into space, though. But,
0: yeah, um, I wish he would hurry up and make I, I those under- magnet trains.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty cool, huh? Yeah.
0: Now, hold on a second, because I have to imagine as I'm like putting some puzzle pieces together. Most of the people you're around have been angling to do this their whole lives, right? Like, it is pretty rare for someone to live a whole life, become a nurse, and then get into astrophysics. I would imagine most of the people you're around are like kids who are going to like camps for this stuff when they were like 12 and 13, right?
1: Yes, yes, that is absolutely true.
0: Yeah. Wow. What, so, what's the deal? Yeah, I'm
1: definitely.
0: What, yeah, what's the deal here? There's a deal. What's the deal? There's definitely right. Am I wrong? That, that's not. You don't just no. all of a sudden get into what you're to gal- galaxy evolution and gamma ray <laughs> photon mapping after living an entire <laughs> other life. There's just it's that's not like um, that's not that's not like a midlife crisis move. That's not like me being like, oh, I'm, I'm I, I should sign back up for jujitsu. Like, oh, I should just abandon my whole life to become an astrophysicist. That's not. <laughs> We're laughing. We're joking. Hey, what was Gethard talking about in the intro? It gets so grim and said, Well, you're just going to have to wait and see. We'll get to that soon. Is there anything worse than sitting in the waiting room of a repair shop or getting that call... You know the one, the one saying your car is going to take two more days to fix and it's going to cost hundreds more than they estimated? It's stressful, okay? It's a stressful thing. I'm excited to be working with a service called yourmechanic.com. Yourmechanic.com sends the mechanic to you right to your home or your office. They could be replacing my brake pads right now out in my own driveway while recording this episode, okay? Better yet yourmechanic.com, you get a quote up front. It's the actual price you pay. They'll even show you what it could cost to get the same repair elsewhere. And they back up every service with a 12,000 mile, 12 month warranty. Not to mention, get full background checks to all their mechanics. Okay, they're not sending somebody to your house they haven't checked out. All these people have about an average of 10 years on, uh, of experience. So They're sending for real people. Okay, high standards, right to you at your door. Car won't start. You check the, that check engine light's on. It's bugging you, okay? You need a break job, whatever you need. You call today, schedule an appointment. Visit yourmechanic.com slash stories. A mechanic will be on, on their way to your home, your office for a limited time. You'll even get $20 off your first service. Call now, eight hundred seven zero one six two three zero. 701 6230 That's eight hundred seven zero one six two three zero. 701 6230 The U.S. Postal Service is an important tool for any business. You can reach every household every day and stamps.com brings all the amazing services of the u.s postal service right to your fingertips buy and print official u.s postage for any letter any package any class of mail using your own computer and printer stamps.com makes it easy they'll send you a digital scale okay it automatically calculates exact postage doesn't get easier than that and guess what they'll help you decide the best class of mail based on your needs that always gets confusing right should it be first class Media mail, all these different things. What do they mean? They explain them, help you pick. No need to lease an expensive postage meter. No long-term commitments. I use stamps.com. You know, I'm, I'm at the end of the day, I'm a hustler. I'm effectively running my own business, my own small business with my company. You gotta mail things out sometimes. You gotta mail out, my wife mails out records. I'm mailing out books, who knows what, Whatever's whatever's on the docket. And it just saves you time, saves you effort, streamlines the whole process. Who doesn't like having more of their time back in their day? Right now, you can enjoy the Stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale. You go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, type in beautiful. That's Stamps.com. Enter beautiful for a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale. Thank you again to all of our advertisers. I'm going to go ahead and get back to the phone call. That's not like me being like, oh, I'm, I'm, I, I should sign back up for jujitsu. Like, oh, I should just abandon my whole life to become an astrophysicist. That's not.
1: <laughs> yeah, it it was pretty it was pretty crazy that I did that. So I I am like thirty, so I'm almost young enough to where I can like pass as an undergrad. Like, mm-hmm. um, people my whole life have always thought I was younger than I actually was. Like when I was a nurse, for example, people would be like. You know, get this fifteen-year-old away from me. I'm not letting a child do medical procedures on me. I was like, okay, you know, I'm 20, but um, so I, so I almost fit in. But um, yeah, it is weird being like a 30-year-old undergrad at a university full of um, you know, 20. Most of my cohort is like 20, 22, um, and also. Uh, I grew up in, I think the reason it took me so long to find uh, my passion to find astrophysics is because I grew up in this really small rural town and actually physics wasn't even offered in my high school. Um, And so when I was like, uh, and I also grew up really poor too. And so when I graduated high school, I just, I wanted, um, I wanted to, you know, I did want to make like a positive impact on my community, but I also Uh, needed to get out of poverty. So um, I just picked, you know, a job that I could do both of those things um, and a job that I had seen people in my town do, you know. So that's basically how I became a nurse. And then working as a nurse, um, it was just really it was a really stressful job. I have a lot of respect for nurses. It has to be one of the hardest jobs ever, but the, I, I couldn't really handle the emotional strain of it. And so, um, I was like, Oh, I'll start reading. And yeah, then I found physics, um, and and went back to school. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty crazy story. Um, cause you know, it would have been probably more logical to go back to like nurse practitioner school or something than to start at a freshman physics you know, do that for four years. And then now I recently got accepted into graduate school. So that's going to be another five. So, yeah. but I, I really love it. So
0: that's yeah. awesome. It sounds like, it sounds like based on your background, maybe like you need to make some really practical choices coming out of the gate. But then once you get, yeah. once you do that for a while and you find your footing and you've had a job for a while, now you can go do something that's like a little bit more of uh like not in the field, but in your life experience, like a little bit more of like a dreamer situation, like chasing the more dream one
1: yeah, exactly, definitely, yeah, I had to be like very practical at first, but once like all of my basic needs were taken care of, and I wasn't in like survival mode anymore i could I started thinking about, okay, what do I actually want to do with my life and um and also actually, i was um one of the main reasons um that I did it too was because um i I was going to become a mother and um, I was trying to think about what type of mother I wanted to be. And I knew that I wanted, you know, my child to uh, follow their passions. And I thought, you know, the best way to show them, you know, that that's something you should do is to do it myself. So um, I just, I wanted to be like an inspirational person for
0: my son. Wow. Now if I'm prying too much, Tell me to buzz off, but you said <laughs> okay. you said you were going to become a mother. Are you a mother? Um,
1: I uh, so okay, so um, this is gonna be a, a difficult question to answer. Um, so I am so, um, I can say this sentence in like very specific ways. Um, and this is the way that I'm able to say it that I've worked with with my therapist. Um, so I'm a widow and i'm a bereaved mother.
0: Oh, i'm so sorry. Um,
1: i thank you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, i'm a bereaved mother. So that's like a question um it's it's hard to answer, you know? Like i still feel like i'm a mother, but uh also, you know, he you know. Um, so like yeah, i'm a bereaved mother. That's how
0: i can say it. Wow. Well, you know, how however much you'd like to talk about that? I'm, I'm happy to talk. Um, but I also know that when tragedies happen, it might not be something you'd like to talk about. So I, I leave that up to you.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm open to talk about it. Um, um, but yeah, it was, it was a, a tragedy and I'm not able like, um, I'm not able to talk about certain things still the, um, like actually, so I work at an observatory and, um, the, uh, and this tragedy happened over a, a little bit over a year ago, just a little bit over a year now. Um, and this summer, so this summer it was like, you know, it had been about six months. And, um, and so I went and worked up at the observatory and one of the people I worked with hadn't heard what happened, even though it was like on the news and everything. Um, but he somehow didn't know. And he asked me, um, you know, how are the boys doing? Uh, and I, I wasn't prepared for that. I, I assumed he must have found out somehow. And I just, I kind of freaked out. I um, i just started saying, "um" actually, like probably for a couple whole minutes and pacing back and forth. And then I just like, for the first time and like the last time I said it out loud. Um, and then like my vision started like blackening and like uh, restricting kind of. So I like went to my room. We were in like the astronomer's residence. So I went to my room and I actually like passed out. So I told my therapist about, you know, that happening and she, and I told her, you know, I'm worried I'm about to go to graduate school. Like at my current university, everybody knows what happened to me. So, uh, and so they kind of, basically they don't talk to me about it. Um, but they know because they know. So nobody asks me like, you know, questions like that. So, but going off to grad school, um, you know, it's expected that people in grad school, you know, start to have families and stuff. So these questions are going to start to come up. So I've been trying to work on how do I, how do I tell people this, you know, because often, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, made me faint, I think was, uh, was the shock in his face made, kind of made me go into shock again. Um, and also it's just its just a hard thing to say out loud just because one of my coping mechanisms is actually um, pretending it didn't happen. And so yeah. when you say it out loud, it, it kind of makes it feel real, which I know that it is, but also at the same time, I kind of don't know that it is. I can't really explain it too well, but um, grief is a very weird thing.
0: Of course, no, of course. and Everyone handles things differently and it sounds like it was something, uh, you know, really traumatic and, and, you know, we're living in a world where people talk about, you know, the effects of post-trauma more and more. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: have, I, I was actually also like witness to the event. Oh, no. Um, so I, yeah, I have PTSD as well. Um, and like complicated grief and I, I don't know what all the things are, but yeah, um, PTSD is, a huge part
0: of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. My heart goes out to you. I'm very sorry.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate
0: that. I mean, I would, I would have to imagine that, you know, currently pursuing a field that's all about, you know, finding out how order comes out of chaos is probably not Mm -hmm. a coincidence. I would imagine that there's, something that must be very, uh, appealing to that right now.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, my, my research has been one of the main things to come this year. Um, it's been like a, it's like a distraction. I think I've always used like learning as a distraction or as like a coping mechanism. Like when I was like young, I loved school because it was, it was basically a distraction from my tumultuous childhood and then, um, like I said, with nursing to distract myself from this difficult job, I would, you know, read books and now, um, my research is, is like, isn't a great distraction for me. It, it helps me, you know, while well, I get to leave, kind of, I kind of get to leave the planet and also the galaxies <laughs> and studying like other galaxies and almost like time to really, I get to escape time a little bit too. So, well, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that is, uh. That is, I have to say, like uh, when you when you're dealing with when you're dealing with something that's that's really unfathomable and brutal, I would imagine being able to escape the space time continuum itself is a pretty useful mm-hmm. coping mechanism. <laughs> yeah, I also understand yeah, why definitely. my it, now there's it, it shines some light on why my question, my my flippant question about if God is real, um, why you, <laughs> why you said you know that's a little more layered. <laughs> then, 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 uh, then, then we're thinking about it right now. I understand that a little bit more as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I, I used to feel I felt so lucky. I had, I literally had, you know, the perfect life. And for that to happen, it felt like the universe had to align. You know, like the, you know, the way I met my husband and you know had my son. Like it just felt like we felt so lucky. And then, and then for something like this to happen, it just completely. It just makes no sense. It makes, it's, it's really unbelievable. Really. Like if I think about all the things that happen, it's, it's completely unbelievable. Um, to the point where I almost feel like I'm, um, I'm watching a movie and all of these things are happening to this woman and she has no control over it. Like it kind of feels, um, I guess it's called disassociation.
0: So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um,
1: yeah, it kind of just doesn't feel real maybe yeah. I guess that's a, another coping mechanism that might not be healthy for the long term, but it's gotten me, um, it's kept me alive for a year at least.
0: So. Right. And, and I mean, you've, you've mentioned a few times that you're, you're seeing a therapist who clearly I would imagine the aim of that is to help you through this and help keep an eye on that. And, uh, I think that something like this. So she, I'm no expert, but I would imagine that's something that's natural and expected. And that sounds like you have, you know, such a good head on your shoulders and such a mind for logic. And, and, uh, I, I'm sure that as that runs its course, it's, it's, uh, something you're keeping your eye on. So that's nice. It's good.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Helping you. Do you have, do you have, um, like, uh, I mean, you had, you had mentioned that your childhood was a, a, you know that you you didn't have much, and and uh, um, sometimes I know that that can lead to chaotic home lives. Do you do you have other family who's helping you through the situation?
1: Um, so that so this is so the story does get worse. Uh, oh no! Um,
0: actually, so I really I, know how to pick the well, right topics. I know I really I'm really picking the <laughs> I know, I the winner questions. This 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 round could have still been. <laughs> Five minutes ago I was asking you if Elon Musk is cool and now I just keep <laughs> putting my foot in it. I apologize.
1: Oh no, it's fine. Um well so nine months before the tragedy, um my dad died. Um and he was the person I was closest to growing up. Um but I also I have a very big family, like I have seven brothers and sisters um but five of them are much older than me like they're in their 50s mm-hmm. um and so like my core family growing up was like my mom and my dad and my younger brother and my younger sister um and so like after the tragedy happened um I couldn't afford to live in the house I was uh living in with my family so um I moved in with my mom and um <clears throat> I it's kind of a long story so basically I found out, um, well, basically I started suspecting that my brother was stealing from me. Um, and so I confronted him about it and, um, I also confronted my mom and my sister about it and they were like, no, you know, that's not happening. Uh, you're paranoid right now because, you know, of everything you went through. And I was like, okay, yeah, I guess it it wouldn't make sense. Um, but, uh... So I guess the day that it all happened was, um, so me and my brother were under my husband's name for our cell phone bills, Um, and so when everything happened, we had to get a new, um, we had to get new cell phones. And so his girlfriend suggested that, um, we just go under her name. So I was like, okay, so they set up my cell phone under her name. I don't remember why I didn't do it under my own name. I wasn't really functioning at that point in time. Um, So, uh, and then, so the first month that the bill was due, my brother asked me to pay it and I was like, Oh, actually I was thinking, you know, he owes me five, over $5,000. So I was like, you know, maybe you can start paying my cell phone bill. Like it's just 70 bucks a month. That's a pretty slow payback plan. Um, and I could really use it right now. And he like, didn't respond. Um, and then the next day, my phone, they turned off my phone Mm um and so i went to my mom and sister and asked them to like advocate for me that i wasn't really in a place to like defend myself and that you know they knew he owed me all this money and that he should just pay it um and they were like no we're not going to do that and um and i'm i'm not the type of person to like yell at people like i i never yell i'm a very reserved person but Um, at the time I was having a really hard time with my, you know, regulating my emotions. And so I was really mad. And so I started yelling at them, like kind of at the top of my lungs. Um, and so they left and they went to my brother's house. Um, and a few days later, so this is actually the first time I had been alone since the, the worst day. Um, and so, you know, I was alone for the first time. Um, but anyways, uh, a few days later, my mom sends me a Facebook message because my phone is off um, and tells me that I need to leave her apartment and find a new place to live by mm-hmm. 5 p.m. And it was already noon. Um, so I called my um, my nephew, who's like around my age, so he's more of like a cousin, and he came and picked me up. Um, and I found my own apartment and everything. And so I was like living in my own apartment, and one night um, I had... I'd actually drank too much wine, which I don't do that frequently, but um, I had drank wine, and I had remembered that um, I knew that my mom and my brother were really bad with technology and that they were always asking me to, um, like, change their passwords and stuff. And so um, I'm ashamed to say that I, like, on the first try, hacked – or, like, not hacked, but I just, like, remembered their password. So I, I logged into their Facebook. And I read all of the messages between my mom and my brother and my sister since the worst day. Um, and in those messages, I found out that not only did my brother steal a thousand dollars from me to pay his rent, my sister was also stealing from me, and my mom knew about it and was helping them hide it from me. So um, I haven't talked to them for almost for like uh, ten months now, probably. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of, you know, also lost, that's, I think another reason why I, why I feel pretty disassociated or like maybe my life's not real because, you know, I kind of, I, I don't feel grounded. I don't have, you know, most of my family. Um, and then I, you know, I don't have the most important people, my husband and my, my son, but also, um, to make things worse, um, they uh they didn't stop with that they um so like i mentioned i have a really large family um and they they started contacting everyone in my family telling them that uh they they did everything they could to help me but i was this angry person now and i was going crazy and i i didn't know what was real and i was making things up and they were like gaslighting me basically um but going to all of my older brothers and sisters and all of my cousins And instead of, like, contacting me and being like, oh, you know, we heard you're going through a hard time, like, all of those people just kind of listened to them and believed it, even though all of the things they were saying about me were just not something I would do ever, and, you know, so... But I do have a couple of supportive family members. Like one of my older brothers and one of my older sisters have been very supportive, and then um, one of a couple of my cousins have been very supportive. But <clears throat> the majority of my family have been have made this terrible, unimaginable situation even worse. So,
0: yeah. Wow. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to say something that uh, so, sometimes I think. Uh, like I say, I say this as someone who's trying to be supportive and, and a shoulder on right now. And sometimes I find it helpful when people just don't sugarcoat it. It's like I, I don't know that I've ever heard from someone who has taken as many haymakers as you have, let alone in such a short period of time. And I just wanna say, you know, we got twenty-three minutes left. I just want this on record now. The fact that you're on the phone with me, the fact that you're someone who's you know, pursuing lofty goals when all this is going on is uh, uh, such a victory and and such an inspiring thing. And, uh, you know, everybody listening, right, I can't imagine, I can't imagine having to deal with any of this, let alone all of this. And I think it's just really badass that you're uh, taking all those punches and that you're still standing. I really do.
1: Thank you. Thank you very
0: much. I think that's a sentiment everybody out there agrees with. I also think this is an episode where everybody's probably taken stock of their own life and might need a little break. And uh, we have breaks built into this show, and then we'll be back to finish off a very special phone call. Today's show is sponsored by TalkSpace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. I know you got a busy life, you got a lot of things packed in, you got You got meetings, you got family obligations, you got everything. You can't imagine fitting anything else in, right? Well, guess what? With Talkspace therapy is easy. It's as easy as sending your therapist a message. You get something off your chest whenever you need to. Talk about everyday challenges at work or at home. Chat about life, whatever you need. You don't have to commute anywhere. You don't have to get in a car, on a subway, leave your office, none of that. No one's going to judge you. You don't have to overthink it. All you need is a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app, and you can improve your mental health. Remember, therapy is not. It doesn't have to be melodramatic, venting your innermost thoughts or digging into your childhood memories. It's practical. Everyday advice, stress management, live a happier life. Take some weight off your own shoulders. Come on, do it. Having a therapist provides you a designated person for you to talk to who's trained to listen to you. They go to school to learn how to listen to you, help you make some positive changes. And Talkspace has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges we all face. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com slash beautiful. Use the code beautiful to get $45 off your first month. Show your support for the show. That's beautiful at Talkspace.com slash beautiful. Thanks again to all of our advertisers to help us put this show out to the world. Now let's finish off the phone call. And I think it's just really badass that you're uh taking all those punches and that you're still standing. I really do.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Honestly with my family um because with the the tragedy, you know, my obviously the my biggest emotion was like you know, depression, sadness. I don't even, actually those words don't even describe it, to be honest, yeah, but, I, of um, course. it's really hard to do things with those types of emotions. Like a lot of the time I, I laid in a dark room on a couch, you know, <clears throat> I did a lot of that. Um, so, but when everything happened with my family, um, I, I got angry and, uh, and ang- anger, the thing about anger is it's a very, um, energizing emotion. So um, I just try, I I just tried to take the anger and point it towards something positive. And I was like, okay, like, I don't know what they're trying to do to me, but they clearly don't want what's best for me. So I'm just going to try to, you know, do what's best for me and, and somehow that spites them. That shouldn't spite your family, you know, just, you know, do something positive for yourself. But I feel, I honestly feel like me, Succeeding in something, you know, somehow spites them. So that's what I'm choosing to do with this anger that I have for what they've done. Uh, So yeah,
0: yeah. And 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 that's not like you. That's not a thing you need to even explain or apologize for even that much. Like you're allowed to get angry. You know, whatever happened. I mean, whatever happened. You referred to it multiple times as the worst day. And sounds like there's no one mm-hmm. who would debate that, even not knowing the facts of the matter. You're allowed to get angry. Sometimes putting your fist through a fucking wall is one of the most productive things you can do. And, uh, you're, you're, yeah. you're allowed to do that. You don't have to apologize for that. And it, it's, it, it's making me pissed off too. Cause, cause you're, 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 you know, your family members that reached out and tried to sort of do this smear campaign to say, Oh, you're so angry. Even if you were being paranoid, which you were not. It, I feel like anyone who heard that their rational response should be like, yeah, of course. Let's step in and help. <laughs> yeah. Of cu- oh, really? She's angry? You don't say. You don't say. <laughs> yeah. That's uh
1: Yeah, that's what my older brother, like, that's basically what he told me. Um, I went and visited him because we weren't close before just because he's so much older than me. And he, him and my dad didn't have um the best relationship. So... But he, yeah, I went down there and he's like, honestly, I don't know how he's like, I was expecting you to go and do crazy things. And I'm like, I'm actually like shocked that you haven't done anything crazy. He's like, when I invited you into my home, I was like, OK, she might break all of the dishes in my kitchen. And I and I would just hug her if she did that, you know, yeah. so it's, it's very nice to have people like that who, you know you know, say things like that. And then my, my closest, the people who, some of the people who have helped me the most were actually like my childhood best friends who I actually hadn't talked to in probably like almost 10 years. Um, but then this happened and they all like came up um, and they've been super supportive. But yeah, my, you know, one of my childhood best friends, she said the same thing. She was just like on because she was there a lot uh, with when I was living with my mom and she was watching like my family um, try to guilt me into um, like paying their rent and stuff because um, the tra- the tragedy was you know it was on the news and and um, somebody made a GoFundMe and it made it made like twenty thousand um, yeah. dollars. So they were looking at you know looking at that and saying like oh she can take care of all of us now, not realizing that that's not a lot to live off of when you no. are incapable of working for, you know, I haven't been able to work the past year. So, um, yeah. So, Oh, but anyways, back to my friend. Yeah. She was around and they were like guilting me a lot about their rent and stuff like that. And she was just like, I can't believe you haven't like freaked out on them. Like, how are you staying so calm? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, they're literally guilting you. Like every chance they get, they're telling you about their problems when you're the one who actually has problems. It's only been, you know, a month or two since, everything happened. So it was really good to have her perspective and actually my therapist too because if it wasn't for my my best friend and my, and my therapist I don't know that I would have seen what they were doing to me and yeah. I think I would have, you know, ran out of money and I wouldn't have been able to pursue school which is the only thing keeping me alive right now.
0: So thank good for that. I was just going to say you got nothing to apologize for whatever you've been through. Again, Just, you know, just based on what you've told us, just, just, just referring to it as the every time you say the tragedy, it's like pulls my heart out of my chest right there. Most people are going to wind up, you know, flipping out or on drugs or in prison. And you're someone strong enough. That's like, fuck it. I'll become an astrophysicist. That's, (laughs) that's a demonstration of a strength that most people could not summon. And, uh, it sounds to me like it's for the best that your, your family has, has uh, you know has, has moved on from your life because y- y- you uh, you have every right to to be in the gutter if you wanted to and no one should judge you for that let alone the fact that you're a viewing <laughs> photon blips on gamma rays so you can track <laughs> galaxy evolution so whoever has whoever whoever's giving you a hard time in any way I say fuck them.
1: thank you that's really nice to hear I'm like crying and laughing at the same time I don't know how that's happening but
0: (laughs) welcome to beautiful anonymous welcome to beautiful (laughs) Yes. yeah
1: Yeah, thank you yeah because before I like you know logged into their Facebooks I was you know sitting alone in my apartment which um was a pretty sad experience but um and I was just thinking, like, okay, be logical. What's going on? Did your family really, you know, steal from you after this happened? Like, that, that doesn't seem like, that doesn't seem real. Maybe I am being paranoid. Maybe I am crazy now. That actually makes more sense than them stealing from me. So I started feeling really guilty and, um, you know, I was thinking of apologizing to them. Um, but then, Um, I needed data. So I, I checked their Facebook and, and then it was undeniable. You know, I have the proof and that's the other funny thing is I have this proof, but I'm not like sending it around, you know, doing a smear campaign like they did against me. Like it, it's just, it's crazy.
0: You took screen grabs though, right? (laughs) I hope you took some screen grabs.
1: Oh yes, I took screen grabs because I knew, I know myself and I know that eventually, or it's already happened, I start to feel guilty and sad for them. And then, and that's when I, you no. know, would normally let no. them back in my life. So I just read the screenshots and, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is never happening. Cause also they've, they've sent me, they've also sent me terrible emails and like, you know, to me, like my mom told me that I was, um, dishonoring my husband and my son, um, with my life and what oh. I was doing. And <laughs> that's literally like the worst thing you could say to me. That's yeah. lit- like, and I know she knows that she knows that that's the worst thing you could say to me. So, you know, reading that, you know, I, I reading stuff like that and reading the the things they were saying to each other about me. When I was going through what I was going through, I just, I had to take screenshots just so I would have it yeah. as a reminder. Like, I, can't, these people cannot be in my life.
0: Oh, yeah. And the next time one of your siblings or cousins uh, says, you know, I heard all this crap about you, you can say, oh, yeah, let me attach a file to an email. Check this out. Whose side are you on now? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I am, I mean, I am so sorry. Thank you. I'm so sorry. What's your favorite What's your favorite galaxy that you found?
1: My favorite galaxy? You got a well, favorite so galaxy? The, yeah, so up at the observatory, um, I operate this telescope, and the public is welcome to come up and look through um, my telescope. It's not my telescope. It's our university's telescope. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and so <laughs> my favorite galaxy to show to people is called uh, the Whirlpool Galaxy. And or M fifty one. It's a really pretty like spiral galaxy. That's cool. It looks kind of like a whirlpool, I guess. And it's like um, there's another galaxy actually right next to it. That's a much smaller galaxy, and um, they're in the process of like a merger, like um, or at least they're sharing. Um, they're gravitationally interacting, and I think you they have like this. They're sharing matter between them um, because of the gravity the gravitational force and everything. So, yeah, it's just really pretty. You should look it up. Uh, Hubble has, some, has taken some really pretty images of it.
0: I tell you what, if you, I mean, you are clearly someone who has earned the right to uh, be in denial and hide out, and you have picked the absolute best choice of uh, academic study if you need to just zone out and go somewhere else. Or what was that? I said, you've cert- you broke up for a second you've, 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 uh, you've earned the right. You have earned the right to just be in denial and try to just like put your brain somewhere else. And you have picked the perfect course of study for that, huh? No. Just hearing you describe. Discuss- I know, yeah. We just Googled M51. We're looking at that whirlpool galaxy right now. It's beautiful. It's all purpley oh, and nice. blue. All oh, purpley and blue. I like that. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my, really there's my academic assessment is purpley and blue. That's what I got to offer.
1: (laughs) All of the purpley and blue parts are areas where um, active star formation is happening. So that just means a bunch of baby stars are being born. Yeah. Sounds cute, but it's actually pretty violent.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds cute, but it's actually pretty violent. (laughs) Somehow feels like a... uh, some nation of our experience over the past forty-eight minutes started off awfully cute, and then it, cut, it became a maelstrom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We got about twelve minutes left, and I'm here for you. Whatever you want to talk about.
1: Okay, um, I'm I'm not sure. What should we talk about? Uh,
0: I don't know. If you have any more stuff you want to get off your chest, you can do that. I can ask you more about the stars. I can ask you other dumb questions. It sounds like we both like the X-Men. I can do that. I am here for you. <laughs> Have you watched The Black Panther yet? I'm going tonight. I got tickets in oh, no. an hour and 46 minutes.
1: Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably the best movie ever. Can't wait.
0: Tell you, too, I went and picked up the tickets early because I knew it was going to be packed out. Two tickets left in the front row. Got them for me and Hallie. I don't even care because I know that's gonna be packed out theater. That's flipping out. Sit in the front row. Hurt my <laughs> hurt my neck for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. Have to see it. Can't
0: yeah, wait, can't wait. So you're a comic book nerd too.
1: Um, I never like read. I guess I never read comic books actually so um, I'm ashamed to say but um, I've watched the movie since I was like little
0: most people are ashamed to say that they do read the comics (laughs) most people are faced with that shame every day
1: (laughs) yeah I guess when you hang out with nerds all day that you you know your shame is is different
0: than the general population yeah yeah you you get bullied for not reading comics
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you like the you like the people in your program or you, is it the type of thing where part of what appeals is like you can just be a loner right now just stick your head in the telescope and not talk to anybody?
1: <laughs> well, so um yeah, I actually I love all of the people I work with. They've been they've been actually through this whole um this whole tragedy, they've been very, very supportive. Um, like obviously, so I was going to school, I was taking like physics classes, um, classical mechanics and electricity and magnetism, um, when the worst day happened. And so I obviously had to drop out of my classes. And, um, I thought that that meant that I was going to have to wait an entire year for those classes to come back around again. So it was going to like delay my graduation by a year, but my professor at the time, um, you know, was super supportive and she, um, offered to let me take the class independently and finish it within a year. And so like by summertime I was able to like, cause when you experience a trauma, you, you can't really focus very well. You can't like, I couldn't read things and comprehend them at first. And so it took a while for my brain to be able to like read things and comprehend them again. And so, but by summer I was able to do that. So like over the summer I, um, you know, finished those classes, um, so that I could take, you know, the, the year, this year of classes, um, which is quantum mechanics, um, and, and then also like my research advisor, um, you know, I've known him for like three years now, or I guess four years now, um, and so they haven't really been like emotionally supportive, but I think it's cause they know that's not really, their place kind of, um, like my research, you know, my relationships with them are very professional. So, but he did tell me one day, he's like, um, you know, I want this. He's like, I I tried to put myself in your shoes and I just imagined that you just have no stability in your life right now. So I want you to know, like you have stability here. Nothing, nothing changed here. Like you're still the lead researcher of my research group and like this can be your stability. And, um, And so that's kind of what it's, what it's been that that's really exactly what I needed. Um, And so they've, and then, you know, multiple, many, all of the professors in the department, like this year, you know, I had a new professor who I hadn't met before. And I was like, okay, how do I tell him what I've been through and that I might need, you know, I might need a day off here and there, you know, but um, actually my professor from last year, she already told my professor for this year, told him, you know, like, this student is going through this. So, um, she might need like extra help. And so, um, actually on the one year anniversary, I I emailed him. I was like, I can't, I can't come to school this week. Like, I'm I'm really messed up. Uh, can I like turn my homework in later? And he's like, yeah, turn it in whenever you want. And let me know if there's like anything else you need. So they've been like very supportive. Also my university. Yeah. The university paid for the funeral. Um, and they helped organize it so yeah they've just like all of the science departments um the head of the departments all pitched in to um help pay for for the the location and the catering and everything for the funeral so um i'm wow. actually uh overwhelmed by the support i received um like w- when everything happened with my family my my therapist actually asked me one time like have so like have you given up on humanity and you know at first I was like I think so maybe you know that's what was going on in my head I was thinking about my family and everything but then um I'm you know if you think about all of this complete strangers who have helped me it's been it's been overwhelming like they've been yeah I I tell them that they're the little lights in my my darkest place um like one woman even she um started a go she read a story about me um, that was in my university's magazine about the, this NASA internship that I did, and um, she wanted to help me keep going through school. So she actually set up a separate GoFundMe just to help fund my schooling, um, and now me and her are like best friends, and then That's like great. I've actually became friends with lots of other widows and other bereaved mothers, which is obviously not... a a way that you want to start a friendship, but, um, I'm really glad I have all of those, those people. Um, and like I said before, like the GoFundMe made $20,000, like that was all, you know, a lot of strangers and, um, people that I don't even know, like donated to that. So, um, people really do, um, come together and help support people through tragedy. And that, that's really helped keep my, um, view of humanity at least neutral, but, um, probably leaning towards the
0: positive, even so. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you on my end. Yeah. I, I, on a similar note, I, I will say, um, you know, I I've, you 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 mentioned very early that talking about the tragedy can trigger panic attacks and and has happened. So I have not wanted to pry. I've left that up to you. I will say. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, not even knowing what happened, I will tell you this: is that I will say, a lot of people listen to this podcast, and. I know it has uh-huh. not been easy for you to talk about any of this stuff, any of this level, but I will say I am positive uh, that there are other people out there right now who have who have lost husbands, who have lost children, who have a lot of trouble processing that. And I have a, a real strong feeling that your strength uh, in the face of it is helping them right now. So... While I, Thank I you. while I don't know personally what you're going through, I do know the effect this podcast can sometimes have, where people take something from it, and uh, I, I, I sometimes feel like helping others is one of the greatest ways to uh, get over your own pain. And I, I do really hope you know that that you're very strong, and there's people hearing that right now, and I'm sure it's helping them um, find strength as well.
1: Thank you. Yeah, that was uh, that was kind of my intention. That's why. I I thought I'd call you, um, just because I think you know the the bereaved mothers and the widows in my life. I I know that you know them helping me, um, you know makes them somehow feel better. It, and so you know I'm just trying to like pay it forward a little bit, and I'm hoping to hopefully help others who um, have gone through, you know, something similar. Cause you really do have, you really do have a different perspective. Like when you, like when you talk to other people who have experienced things like this, it's, um, uh, it's just different talking to somebody who's experienced it versus someone who hasn't. So, um, it's really yeah. helpful to be able to have access to people who, who have been through something like this.
0: Yeah. I, uh, we have about three minutes left and I'm, I'm, uh, Oh
1: wow. Really?
0: Yeah, this one flew, huh? This one flew.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was so nervous, and now I feel so calm. I guess that's no—that's why you're good at what you do.
0: Huh? <laughs> eh, I'm just winging it. At the end of the day, I'm just winging it like the rest of us. <laughs> it so is,
1: three minutes. What do we talk about in three minutes?
0: I don't know. I do. I have to say. I just want to reiterate. There's something so, you know, n- n- not not to uh, be glib. But there is something extremely fascinating and charming about the idea that the world, your world for a year now has just been the fucking worst. And you have mm-hmm. managed to sidestep that just a tiny bit by literally focusing on other worlds. <laughs>
1: yeah, other other galaxies. You have had to go
0: okay. live in another galaxy for the past year. That's, that's how you have to stay safe is... Actually, transport yourself as often as possible to other galaxies to avoid the crushing <laughs> bullshit of life
1: Yes, definitely. I'm pretty mad at at planet Earth right now, so
0: yeah, I hate your family. I'm not going to lie personally. It's probably inappropriate to say, <laughs> but you know it's it's almost like I'll tell you whatever happened with your 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 son and husband i I can't imagine and uh but I will say that the shittiness of your family after that makes me personally want to start punching people in the face. So, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I know I, I pondered that, but um, <laughs> yeah. maybe that's why I joined women's self-defense.
0: <laughs> yeah. Look at that. What's your favorite techniques <laughs> they've taught you?
1: Well, so his favorite technique is eye gouging. Um, Oh, yeah. Because apparently it's very effective for self-defense. So it's actually, like, really violent. Um, But I guess that makes sense. Um, But so we haven't learned much jujitsu. So I guess my favorite was I learned, we learned how to, like, put people in, like, a, a stranglehold to where, like, you could make them pass out. And even, like, if you needed to you know, you could, he told us we could actually even kill people that way, which obviously um, he said, you know, obviously you only do that if you are fearing for your own life. But actually most of the time you just, you can like make somebody pass out like that's That's crazy. I didn't know it was like so easy. It's kind yeah. of scary actually.
0: Yeah. We learned some of those in jujitsu as well. Got 30 seconds left. What's your favorite? My favorite is uh, let's see, what do I like? I like the Kimura Armbar from Bottom Half Guard. I'll let anybody who's a nerd about Jiu-Jitsu flip out that <laughs> I just said that. Listen, we got about- <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what that. <laughs> we got 20 seconds left. And from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you. I want to say that in the small way that I'm able to, I'm, I'm proud that I was able to be here for you. And, uh, and I'm sure there are so many people taking strength in your strength right now. I, I can't thank you enough for that.
1: And thank you for, for talking to me. I, feel, I actually feel better now.
0: So yeah, thank you very much. It was an honor and I'm, ha- I'm so happy to hear that I helped in any way. Yes, definitely you did. Caller, you're one of the real ones that I'll always remember backward and forward and... Uh, I I am certain that I'm going to face adversity over and over again in my life. And I I just pray that I can face it with the grace and the strength that you have faced your adversity. I mean that. So honestly, thank you for calling and sharing your story. I know it wasn't easy. Thank you to Jared O'Connell and Harry Nelson in the booth. Thanks to the Reverend John Delore Greta Cohn, who helped build this show. Thank you, Shell Shag, for the music. Want to know more about me? ChrisGeth.com is the website. If you like the show, go to Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. It really helps when you do. That's all the business. I'll see you next time. Support for today's show comes from yourmechanic.com. Yourmechanic.com sends the mechanic right to you at your home or your office. Better yet, get a quote up front, and it's the actual price you pay. Nobody's going gonna to play that game. They give you a quote, that's what you pay. That's nice. Your car won't start. Maybe that check engine light's on, and it's bugging you. You call 800-701-6230 today to schedule an appointment or visit yourmechanic.com slash stories for a limited time, you'll even get $20 off your first service. Call now, 800-701-6230. Whatever you're wearing right now, Mac Weldon is better. Mac Weldon is a men's essentials brand that believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. They got all kinds of stuff, guys. They got shirts, they got underwear, they got socks. I tell you, I wear their stuff and I love their stuff. You've heard me talk about this before. I got a pair of their socks. That's my favorite pair of socks. Their underwear, I look good in it. My wife says it's a flattering cut. They got the silver underwear, antimicrobial. They eliminate odor. They want you to be comfortable. If you don't like your first pair, keep it. They'll still refund you. No questions asked. Go to MacWeldon.com, get twenty percent off using promo code Beautiful. May twenty-fifth, two thousand seventeen,
1: two oh six AM. Um, I grew up really poor in a small rural town. Um, I went to school to be a registered nurse to get myself out out of poverty. Um, After I graduated, I met um, the most interesting person, and after a week of knowing him, um, he went to prison. We fell in love through writing letters to each other, and when he got out, we eventually got married and had a son. Um, When my son was born, I decided to go back to school to pursue my real passion in life, which is astrophysics. And during my final year in astrophysics, uh my son and husband died in a tragic accident and now I don't know what um no, this is my husband's favorite uh, podcast
0: Next time on Beautiful Anonymous a young man trapped between two distinct cultures tells us his views on both I think you could probably tell that I don't really sound Japanese No. I didn't say that I was. Yeah, I mean, when when you said you were born and raised there and are not the child of expats, I'm actually shocked by that. You sound like you're from (laughs) Southern California. Yeah, yeah, I get that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's created this really weird dynamic where when I'm hanging out with people that are purely Japanese that went through the whole Japanese educational system, they think that I'm a foreigner. They don't really see me as Japanese. And when I hang out with people from America or anywhere outside of Japan, they see me as Japanese. So there was a time, and I'm still going through it, but I don't really know what my identity is. That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous.
1: I'm Cameron Esposito. And I'm Maria Butcher. And we're stoked to bring our long-running stand-up podcast, Put Your Hands Together, to Earwolf. Yay! (laughs) Every week we record PYHT live here at the UCB Theater in Los Angeles. Recently, we've had sets or chats from folks like Sarah Silverman and Hari Kondabolu. We've had Earwolf faves like Paul F. Tompkins, James Domian, Nicole Byer. It's the opportunity to be at a live stand-up show hosted by two wives in your ears, wherever you live. You can listen or subscribe right now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Earwolf.com.
0: This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com.